Good morning folks, morning. welcome to um, planning meeting one, 19th of June. We can turn to the agenda, first item, election of the chair. Proposed Judith Critchley. Second. Any other nominations? All those in favour? Thank you. I was going to plan the revolt, but I changed my mind at the last minute. Um, can we move on to... Oh, apologies. We've got full turnout, I think, haven't we? Yeah. Okay. Election of the Vice Chair. Nominations? I nominate Frank Pennington. Second. All those in favour? Thank you. Declarations of interest. Now we're only looking at the uh, public force application. I don't there is no. Minutes of the meeting held on the 12th of April. Moved. Seconded. All those in favour? Yeah. No members of the public to speak. Um, <coughs> to <coughs> review our terms of reference. Yeah. Move. Oh, we're just noting them, aren't we? Yes. already been agreed by council. Right. right, now we're considering the planning application from Hoverforce. They want the temporary period to become permanent and they want to vary their hours of operation. So to interrupt you, I just printed this off. I found this this morning. This was attached to the original planning application, but it's right. quite recent and it was... Um, information that Hover Force provided to planning about access and signage. So thank you very much. I'd just like to bring to the committee's notice. I'm quite worried about this application because they are now planning to buy the land, and there has been several accusations of what they're going to do when they buy it. And my worry would be, and I think the chair has already had some complaints on this matter to access but I think if they're trying to win over anybody they're not going in the right way in how they're treating the general public that's going near their premises at the moment the one thing that I noted on uh, Councillor Kirk's email to us when she called this in for us to sit and talk about it um, the one thing that we can't go against is the noise level it's right by the busy motorway and when Councillor Dawson from Cheshire West and Chester brought the noise item when it was first to be brought up when Hoverforce wanted to use the land as a, a leisure facility um, it was met with a, a little bit of hilarity because of the fact that it was right next door to a motorway um, and just lastly from me I don't think they've had long enough to prove that they are going to be a good resident in the terms that were set on the planning application for us to agree today just to write it off and say, well, okay, they've not done anything specific. But in my opinion, there are still questions to be answered about this application. Well, is there any, any way where we can do I, I Well, I know it's been done many times. Get a 106 agreement that they can't go beyond what they want to do. 
thing is that stipulating that I mean I don't know Caroline I, you know that about the rights of way are those public's rights of way over there like yes that? so that they couldn't close the I've I get I've had several complaints about Hover Falls yeah um, and I've referred them mostly they've been about the people using Godscroft Lane rather than Marsh Lane. I've referred those to uh, our Cheshire West and Chester councillors and they've talked to the planning enforcement team so they are aware that there are concerns there. But in the last week I've had two complaints um, and th this gentleman said Hover Force had a go at me last night for parking on straight length on Frodge and Marsh, said I had not got permission from a landowner to be there. He also said in his rant that he is buying the land and the access lane next to it, where at present there is a footpath. The man was very intimidating, glaring at me as a 71-year-old, slightly built man. His attitude must be taken into consideration. And then the second complaint from him was, um, further to my concern with the owner of Hoverforce, I was speaking to a shooter who shoots for Warburton, him that's the farm and he stated that he had a confrontation with Hoverforth boss who tried to ban him from accessing the land at the top of the lane in fact he said when he buys the land it includes the lane bill of frog and bird blog stated that it is owned by the council so there are concerns now that his intent the owner is intending to restrict access to people who regularly use my understanding is that um there is a public right of way down there when I went out and did the survey of the oh, right, there is. And um, I mean, somebody keeps turning the signs around. That was the first one. Mm. But secondly, they don't actually, the guy who owns it, I think, lives in Ellesmere Port, who owns the mm. land. Um, but they've now actually put, um, somebody's told me, um, a huge mound of like chip, wood chippings, so that you have to go over the chippings to get to the footpath. So they're not helping themselves no. to endear themselves to the local residents and well, it's a public right of way. What I've done on the, with those two complaints that I had in the last week, I've emailed our Neil Flanagan and Ian Wilson, Cheshire Police, and asked them would they consider uh, talking to the owner with regard to its interactions with locals and marsh users. Is that the owner, or the, you mean the owner of Hovercraft? The, the owner of Hovercraft, yeah. yes, uh, Hoverforth. Hoverforth um, yes. And I've copied Richard Anchors at Cheshire West into the email and asked for any advice on public rights of way on the marshes. And uh, I know you've dealt with him, so mm. I know he's a, he's a reasonable chap to deal with. So that, that's where I've left it, just asked for advice. You see, the one thing, and Caroline and I, Caroline and I were at a meeting on Friday night with the women farm people, and they are doing what is right, whether we like them or not, they are allowing access, and in fact they've improved access in some areas of the marshes, and they are trying to be good neighbours. Unfortunately, this guy is getting off on a very bad footing to start with. As she said, when I walk Reggie round there, um, I wouldn't get over that mound. So I'd have to walk all the way back. It's a long time since I've been down there, but I mean, we've always had, as you say, it's a public foot. That's right, it's a way. It is, it is. I mean, the other thing that they did emphasise at the Wind Farm um, liaison meeting on Friday night is that they are not going to do repairs on. They had a map and they showed us the lengths where they're not actually going to make any repairs because it will make it a rat run. And mm. so they are consciously mm. not improving surfaces to 
to stop cars from going down there. Because of the fly tipping as yeah, well, which is pre 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 yeah. prevalent in that area. So, you know, the, the, it is a hot spot, but I think, again, it's the access as well. They're not adhering to what they currently have for planning down there. And then to keep to the route in. Well, reiterating that, Councillor Ashton, I think if they're not adhering now, exactly. when they haven't got permission, what will they do if they succeed in their permission? What worries me is, is that then we might have to come back and fight a right-of-way access with them. And Cheshire West and Chester might have to consider that as well. But it might be that they would put in for, and I know it takes probably at least 12 months, but they could have the right of access moved. So, you know, that has implications again. We don't know what their ultimate... But didn't we go into this, Frank, with the right of access that Townfield Lane play area would have? Right. It would take an awful long time to get that right yes. of access. Yeah. But if he's blocking access in the meantime... Well, if he's being he's intimidating, it's not, it's, not going to, it's, not going to, it's not a level playing field, is it? No. It's going to intimidate people. That's it. That seems to be his style. Mm -hmm. So are we not inclined to... Oh, yeah, okay. No, I think that they need to prove themselves. I think they should need to be given another temporary planning um, permission. Well, and, we, and we keep it as temporary. Yeah, sorry, keep it as temporary. And is there any way, Madam Chair, that we could um, highlight to Cheshire West and Chester Planning the threats that's been given um, on the right of access that is coming onto council land? Um, I think forewarned is forearmed on something. Could we not put it in the rejection of the planning application, but a note to the planners? We could put conditions on it, a one or six agreement. Other parishes do it. Why can't, why can't this council do it? What we're shying away from, let's put a condition on it. What they can do and what they can't do. Simple as that. Well, we, we're on, what grounds are we objecting on? For the, on the, he wants temporary period to be made permanent. Or he wants the temporary. Well, thing I think sufficient. So we, we want proven compliance with the original conditions. Yeah, I think you're right, Chair. I think yeah. sufficient right. time hasn't been given to this application for us to go forward with confidence that they are going to be good neighbours to the council. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I think again, if, if the um, planners want to refer to. Richard Ankers, because mm. he's received a number of complaints, and we've had, um, I think it's Joe Bezik, has told us how the, the, the actual metal finger post gets moved. Yeah. They actually mm. move it round. And that in itself is... Mm. And the other thing that we're, what we've got to do is, and Councillor Ashton has just reiterated, and she goes down there a lot and walks the paths. You know, if you're changing signs or turning them away, we've got a lot of people who come to Frodsham to walk who are not Frodsham people and don't know where they're going. And you go tripping onto the Wind Farm area, you could be tripping onto the Marsh Harrier area. So I think that is a stipulation as well where we know how they're being turned around. But something's got to be done, and I'm glad that the chair has informed the local constabulary um, of the incidents. And one of the incidents must be if they get somebody lost on the marshes, it's because signs have been turned around. What about the other part of their uh, planning application to extend their hours of operation? They want to go from two days a week to four days a week, I think. Well, I think wearing my other hat. 
um, and that is progress for the local environment and for activities and amenities. I think that what they're saying is, is that they'll be looking now for groups of people, corporate people, to come in the week. Um, my only problem with in the week <coughs> is the traffic congestion that will happen um, at certain times in the day. Um, I would be... What's the wild bowels? Have they said anything? Well, only this business of um, the owner of the business saying that they'll be closing off footpaths, which will affect their access. I think it's... We must fight for them to stay open. I do, honestly. Mm. I think Bill Morton um, and the RSPB yeah. will be putting a very good case. Because I know when we did the Festival of Walks and we did the bird, I attended one of the bird walks, there were two, and as soon as you got to that area, it was noticeable what the noise was like. Is Bill putting a report? I would think so. I, I think the thing is what we've got to realise is, and I was pleased um, at the um, Wind Farm Liaison Committee, which Carol and I attended for Frodsham Town Council, that the Marsh Harrier's back, mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to have affected the Marsh Harrier with the wind farms. These, however, I think it's a weekend activity, yeah. and I think it should be yeah. kept and if as they're a nasty, they're not going to settle yeah. that But I, I, think I think if this extending their hours of open, I think this is primarily a weekend activity, and it should stay as that. I think the other argument should be that if they are using Goscroft Lane, is it's close to Helsby High School and if they're going to be doing it during the week when, especially if the children are coming out of school or going into school mm. it's going to cause even more chaos traffic wise and I hate to keep harping back but it's because it's in close proximity the wind farm are trying to do this cycle track this safety cycle track so that children from students because they're not children they're students from Helsby High yeah. can use that cycle track safely well, that's going to cut across. So, therefore, are we defeating the object of one good neighbour to try and get another get good neighbour? Yeah. Mm. The, the, right. the other side to that argument is so that it's more likely to be the summertime, isn't it, when they're extending their hours, when the children are not in school? Not necessarily. If they, they, if they do want to go down the corporate route during the week. It's weekend the activity, isn't it? Right from Thursday. I don't, think that, I don't think that would put them off. I think, I it's think that would probably add to the, yeah. uh, to the excitement of the whole force experience. So the bad winter. Yeah, yeah, winter conditions. Yeah, you're right. Especially when you're, doing, when you're doing the corporate team building, the larker, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we wouldn't want them operating on a Thursday when it's market day. Definitely, Definitely not. The only it would absolutely be oh, the yeah. access from Marsh Lane. It, it would be going down Marsh Lane, would it? Even though they're not using. Well, if you look at a corporate event, I mean, I've run corporate events myself, yeah, and I've had a hundred, hundred and fifty oh, yeah, people. No, they yeah. don't come on a coach. They come in their cars. Yeah, God's crosses, don't they? So they're not going to. So it's just going to. Well, when they're coming from Manchester, they they fuel up here at the garage from five o'clock in the morning at weekend and straight down Marsh Lane and seen them going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Followed them. I think the, the, I think we need to reinforce what the access is. No. Yeah. I think that definitely needs to whether we need to ask if signs can be put up at the entrance of Goscroft Lane saying no mm -hmm. access um, to Hoverforce. Mm -hmm. Well 
um, to, to, to help the local residents. I think that's only complying with what they stated in, the, in, yeah. their, in their first application. I think they should have done it by now and it's not been done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether they said they were going to put signs up. I don't think they did. They said signage. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did say signage. Yeah, she did. First application, they've not put nothing up. No, I haven't seen any sign. It could be the signage just yeah. round. It depends what, what your interpretation mm. is of signage. Mm. So, uh, because I think there are two issues. It's not just because it's Hoverforce employees themselves who are disregarding. Yeah. Mm. But it's the, their impact on other users of the marsh. Which is, a, I think, becoming more of an issue. Well, it's a wild—it's a wildlife place. It's not a um, commercial mm. area for. It's not a business park. No. 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 So it's always been. Or pleasure yeah. activities. Leisure it's always activity. been in public domain, hasn't it? I mean, obviously for farmers as well. But I mean, yeah. dog walkers. Well, you know, you know, because you, you were you were born. Yeah, you know. we down there. I mean, the thing is, to me, is is I walk Reggie there quite a lot when I have him at home. And it's a place that I go, and I know that the wildfowlers are up there, I know the shooting people are up there, I know the people that go with fishing to go down and fish uh, there, and we have cyclists. And we've got to take that into consideration. That's our leisure industry that we've got to look after. Um, and we've got to preserve the wildlife that we think is so important. We're being told every day on the television, and with children. It's essential we must keep our wildlife. I mean, they wouldn't have so split why the, destroy it? They wouldn't have split the wind farm like they did. No. So that, that there's that, still that, that pathway. They left that for for the geese and that. They wouldn't have gone to that, I expect. They no, just, they wouldn't. So, I mean, that just enforces... So, I think we're agreed, Chair, that... Um, we're objecting to both we're aspects. objecting to both aspects, and we would like um, a note going to... Cheshire West and Chester, informing them of the problems that our locals are having at the moment and with the threat of uh, closure of pathways. Yeah. And can we, like Councillor Pennington said, go for a 106 order to make sure that those uh, pathways are to. preserved yeah. and adhered to yeah. um, and only provoke expecting the walkers that bring a lot of, um, you know, it's not like uh, Hover Force to say they're bringing economy to fortune. Well, I don't think they do, because just like Councillor Pennington's just said, they go to the garage, fill up, they're out, and the back the back out, they're not going into fortune spending money, no. whereas our walkers and our wildfires spend locally. Well, festival walks, we're the champions of it, it's and really everything. Best so why you undo it all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. Right. <clears throat> so we've dealt with that. Well, that's it. I think that's our agenda done. Could I make a proposal? Well, the only one is to note, yes, to note the decisions. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. sorry, note the decisions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, again, the, the one that I do find amazing is the library. Well, I, I failed you, I'm afraid. Um, and I would like to state on these minutes that Cheshire West and Chester Planning Committee are playing party politics with Crodgham. And it is absolutely obvious to me. Um, and I spoke, in fact, I found it very difficult to speak. And if you listen to the feedback, my voice was just faltering because I was incensed that councillors of Winsford knew what was best for Frodsham better than our councillors. And let me just, on a matter of planning, say to you, I find it 
terribly hard to comprehend how the applicant can work with the planners and how they have a right to appeal but we as a town council and our residents don't have any right to appeal no. we're given three minutes to try and persuade a one side biased planning committee that we have the right I've always said it and I'll say it on these minutes now we as Frodsham Town Council know what's best for Frodsham Town not people out of Winsford Elton and anywhere else but I'm there, sorry I'm sorry I am totally that. against that we couldn't appeal that and we lost it by the chairman's casting vote the chair and who was that um, wait a minute that Don Beckett yeah and this Brian Clark was uh, it was the Tony Win Robinson oh, it, was the Win it was the Winsford councillors yeah I even got the ex-mayor of Ellesmere well, Port, Peter Rooney. We'd have to look for a change in national planning law to get... Yeah, sorry for harping on, but it really does upset me that we didn't have the right to appeal. Okay. The other thing is, is that I do think that there are some planning issues coming up in the town in the near future two of which are going to be quite controversial planning plans and I think we should go back to meeting once a month as a planning committee. That's up to you. That's fine by me. Yep. Alright by me. Okay. Thank you. Mm, okay. Right. okay then, is that everything? Thanks everybody. Yep. Meeting yep. closed. Yep. At, what are we at?